Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. Hey, B, can you tell me that story from when you were in high school about playing soccer? Only if you can tell me the story about that time you knocked over the noodles at your house when you were a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Deal. So a couple weeks ago, we started laughing at our relationship because every time one of us tries to tell the other a story, we're like, yeah, I've only heard that one 162 times. More like 462 times, I think, (laughs) at this point. Yeah, and this and this uh, prompted us to kind of come up with the idea for this episode, which is going to focus on what do you do when there's nothing, just nothing left to learn about each other, or so it seems. So for those of you who don't know, we've been married for 10 years, we've been together for 16 years, and there just comes a point in every relationship when it just feels like there is just not a whole lot left to talk about that you haven't gone through before. And we just wanted to kind of explore that today on the podcast. So one of my favorite stories of Brandon's is how growing up, he never left any toppings on his pizza. And not just like the pepperoni and the sausage. He even took the cheese right off, you guys. And so whenever he had pizza with his grandpa, his grandpa was basically in pizza heaven because he got all the toppings off of his slice. And I've heard this story countless times over these 16 years, and I always smile every single time we talk about it. <laughs> and every time we're eating pizza, the best part is it comes up. And one thing Meg did forget is when I started to actually eat the pizza and eat the <laughs> toppings, my grandpa was devastated. That's, That's always part of the story, too. Yes, yes, I did get the story a little bit wrong. Sorry. <laughs> yes, and one of my favorite stories of Megan is she was, first of all, the perfect child who never made any mistakes. This is coming from both of her parents. And there was one time when she was a toddler, I think, where she knocked over a box of noodles and her parents literally started clapping because it was the first time <laughs> she'd ever made a mistake. At two years old, I finally messed up. Except coupled with that, she was a terrible child. So I, I don't know. Like it's like there's I'm getting mixed reviews here. I think the real thing is that I was like not into making mistakes. Now when I got a little bit older than that, I think I'd had no problems throwing tantrums, but I didn't do things like, you know, I didn't make messes and I didn't do bad things. It's okay. We can all make up for those things as adults, <laughs> right? <laughs> No, I was waiting, honestly, for Meg to tell the story about the first time she met my parents at my house and how she had 15 hot dogs at least. you guys. (laughs) The first time I ever went to Brandon's house, I had two hot dogs. But over the years, every time the story gets told, usually by one of his parents, the hot dog number goes up. So while really the true number is two, it's like then it became four and then it became nine. And I think today we're up to like 14 hot dogs that I ate when I first met them. And that's how they knew that I was either insane or the perfect girl for him. Yeah. So we've all heard the, we've both heard the stories uh, so many times that it's honestly laughable, but 
you almost have to poke fun at yourselves. And that's what we do a lot of the time. We just laugh about it because we'll always start out like, oh, did I ever tell you the story? And then one of us just like gets this look like, yes, of course you have. We've been together for 16 years, you crazy fool. So what do you do and how do you keep the conversations flowing when it seems like you already know every single thing about the other person? How do you learn new things when you know the food order of the other person at every single restaurant <laughs> you go to? How do you connect even deeper when you already communicate wordlessly just by giving each other looks? Yeah, and th- throughout this episode, we came up with a lot of suggestions. But the first one is just finding a new common interest. Mm. I mean, we have done a lot of things together over these 16 years. and But even before that, we had a lot of different experiences. But how about trying to go out and find something new to do together? Whether you're taking class together, like for us personally, we're doing this podcast, we'll come up with podcast ideas, or Megan has her blog, so we'll come up with blog stuff, or we like to run together. I mean, a year or so ago, we wouldn't have had any of that stuff to talk about, but now we can just let our creativity blossom, and it just opens us up to a ton of new conversations. Yeah, we really do enjoy talking about all those things and more, just as our as our new lifestyle really comes into play i mean there's just so much more to talk about and those common interests can really create like a new a new area of your marriage or your relationship where there's new things and, and exciting things to talk about where it doesn't just feel like how was your day all the time right yeah and it's just like any other time when you think about like meeting new people like you the reason the conversation after the initial awkwardness <laughs> becomes easier is because there's so many things that you don't know about them. So like you have to explore new areas together. Maybe look at something that neither of you have done ever before and say, hey, I've always wanted to try that. Let's go ahead and try that and just explore it together. And it just opens the door and opens the window for even more opportunities and really to grow you as a person anyway. So it's kind of a win-win. Right. Like one of the things that we have in common together in common together. Is that a thing? I don't sure. Know. Why not? One of the things we like to do together is just traveling. And so going to new places together can even just spark like new conversations or new experiences that we can do. And that just helps the conversations flow too. Right. And I mean, even even could be as simple as just finding a new hobby or a new thing or a new game or, or anything new that you can do that you can enter into in your relationship and just the more new things you're doing the more new things you're naturally going to have to talk about and hey while we're still on this one even like when we watch a new tv show we'll get all involved into the tv show and then that will be like something we talk about it's like three o'clock in the afternoon and one of us will be like oh my gosh can you believe that so and so did this on that episode last night and we even talk about that (laughs) as if it's real life (laughs) so another thing that we think really helps when you just know each other too well is to do something new, but do it alone. And the reason we think that's important is because then you can come back together and talk about it. Yeah, it's funny to say that because you're like, hey, do you want more to talk about? Okay, then don't hang out with each other (laughs) as much. And if you're anything like me and Megan with your spouse or partner, oh boy. I mean, it's it's almost a little sickening how much time we spend together. So like it can become naturally just nice to get away, to get some of that alone time. And naturally, if you guys are separated more, then it just opens you up for more things to talk about. But like Meg said, you, you, I caution you not to be like, Oh, how was your day good? And get stuck in that routine because you know, 
ask a little bit more penetrating questions. Like right. there's there's a little bit more to it, but you're going to have to put in a little bit of effort here as well because naturally, especially if your partner's not really a talker or an open book, you're going to have to pry a little bit more to try to get some more things to talk about and and naturally just you know, maybe even beforehand, before they get home, thinking about questions you can ask. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but if you find yourself in that place, just think of questions that you're wondering about and then just ask them. I mean, it's not like an interrogation. It's just naturally, you know, curiosity. And it always feels good to have someone feel like they care about what you were doing during the day. Right. So this past week, you actually ended up going to basketball our daughter is five she just started kindergarten so the dads of her new school have a basketball group the old man basketball group and Brandon went for the first time this past week and uh, when he came home I was half asleep well actually I was totally asleep so I think I asked him like how was it like 45 times and then didn't remember the next morning but when I woke up the next morning we did actually have a conversation about who was there and how it was and we did have a whole thing and I learned so much yeah, and I'm actually still hurting. They say old man basketball league, but some of those old men take this thing seriously. <laughs> so I I am still hurting as we speak. But yeah, I mean, it just I mean, I'm meeting new people. I'm getting to talk to new people. I'm get to explore like what they do, like all about their kids, and it just naturally opens up the conversation. And I'll continue to go. It's like a weekly thing, so it's just something where it's not something I normally would do, but it's something I enjoyed. It's something I had fun doing, and it's. It's just an opportunity to open us up to more things to talk about. Absolutely. And I definitely enjoyed hearing about how some of the dads are a little bit more serious than the others about basketball playing. <laughs> yep. And uh, Megan actually started something new this week as well. It's like there's a theme here, but like she went to, is it FIA? Yeah, but they pronounce it FIA. Okay. So FIA, and which is a... Uh, just a workout class where it's a meetup group really for women where they work out and it's just all volunteer led and you kind of just get together with women from you know all shapes and sizes all mindsets and you just go out and work out together and again just by her going and doing that it stimulated a lot of conversation between between both of us and we've continued to talk about it yeah, it was really fun, and when I came home, I felt recharged and ready. This was last weekend, so it took me several days to recover from that workout, even though I like to pride myself on being physically fit. When you go to a totally new separate workout, it re you uh, quickly realize that you are not so physically fit, and there are a lot of muscle groups that you're just ignoring because I was dead for days. But anyway, that was one of the things that I got to complain to Brandon about for a few days. <laughs> Hey, complain, have conversations about, it's, it's all the same, right? <laughs> exactly. No, but he did want to know, you know, all about the actual workout and about who was there and how it worked and all kinds of things. So we've been talking about that too. Yeah, the next thing we'd recommend, and we, we've, if you've ever been around us before, we talk about this, but it's about dating your partner. Like, it's always important to continue to date each other. Like, I always use the example of when you first start in a relationship with someone, you put in all this effort. Like you're making sure that you're whining them, you're dining them, you're going on dates all the time. You're not worrying about the cost. You're not worrying about anything except maybe how you look and how your hair looks. You know, you're sprucing yourself up and you're going all gung ho because you want to impress this guy or this girl. But then as you get together for a long time, you kind of just fall into this cycle where you're like, I mean, 
how much effort do I have to put in? I mean, I'm married to her. What do I need to do, you know, at this point to woo her or to, you know, go on date night, especially if you're in a place like we are where you have two small kids. It just becomes difficult and date night doesn't seem like a reality for you. And so naturally you fall out of it and then you'll be like, hey, when was the last time we had a date night? And you just, you have trouble even thinking about the last time that you did something together for each other or, you know, as a couple rather than for someone else in the outside world or for your kids or you name it. And so we always recommend date night as just an opportunity to reconnect, to realign your relationship and to just build it to a stronger place. Right. And as you're having those experiences together, that forms another area of things to talk about because you can talk about what you're actually doing or you have the space to step away from your children for a minute so that everything doesn't have to be, hey, has have the kids had their teeth brushed and, you know, has so-and-so eaten? And you can actually talk about the real things and not just the chores of your daily mundane existence. <laughs> <laughs> I love our kids, but brushing their teeth is not like super high on my topic list. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I mean, the, the fact is a lot of the excuse we used for not going on a date night was because we could never go out. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have a babysitter. It wasn't something we can do. Maybe you're in a place where you don't have kids and you just, you know, economically, you just don't have the funds to be able to go on a date night all the time. One thing I would say to that is there's a lot of free things you can do in any town that we've ever lived in. You can pull up a website that talks about all the free activities and the fun things you can do. I mean, you can go to a park, you can go for a walk. There's plenty of things you can do together. And just to be completely honest with you guys, one of me and Megan's favorite things to do together, because we are naturally homebodies, is to stay in. We stay in, we bust out the board games, and we make some pina coladas in our blender, and we just hang out after the kids are in bed and it gives us a chance to talk. It gives us a chance to laugh and you know, a little bit of friendly competition never hurt anybody. Exactly. We actually did a at home date night last weekend, right? Yeah. Made some, made some drinks, played some sequins and Racco, I want to say, and just had fun just enjoying a night where we could actually talk again without interruptions and just have some time. Yeah. Just making a little bit of that effort planning something out because in our minds, if you don't plan it, it doesn't happen. So just making sure you have it on the calendar and it doesn't have to be a big planned thing. You can just say, Hey, let's not be lame tonight. Let's do something and have a little bit of something planned out and you'll be good to go. And it's just going to stimulate a conversation, which maybe you've laxed on, maybe you've laid back on having any of those deep conversations or just like a natural conversation because I know life when it comes at you from all different ways you just kind of get away from it and if you don't watch it then you do get like a month down the road like we used to do and be like what did we even talk about right and that's exactly where like the thing about you know you hear all the time where people were married for 20 25 years and suddenly they get divorced well it's because their kids grew up and all of a sudden they don't have the kids to talk about anymore We don't want that to ever be us. So that is why we believe so strongly and there needs to be things and and activities that you do outside of your children because your marriage still has to remain strong, even though it is heavily concentrated on children when those kids are young. But there has to be a foundation to come back to because one day those kids will be out of your house. Yeah, the most important relationship for you is with your partner. And that's one of the things that gets forgotten. 
And we'll move on to the next, which is to work out together. So for those of you who follow me and Megan, you know that we love to run. And when I say we love to run, I say that's very loosely because we don't love to run. I love the effects on my body and how I feel after I run. But during the time, I'm not whistling Dixie about how great it is. But we like to find the time to work out together. So if we ever have family in town, if we have someone to offer to watch the kids for a short time, if we're on vacation together even, we will find some time to go on a quick run, to go on a quick walk, to do something together where we just get to find some time to free our minds and just open up the conversation. Yeah, we really do take advantage every chance we get. If anyone's like, hey, we've got 30 minutes, we're like, hey, we'll go for a run. You want to watch the kids? I mean, that's that's kind of our MO. So it is nice to get away and just do that together. But even sometimes with the kids, we'll take them. It hasn't happened very much right now because it's so hot and taking the kids out for three miles in a stroller seems just kind of cruel. But as fall comes, I think we'll do that a little bit more where we're just taking them with us and we'll have them, you know, listen to music so we can chat and listen to music too and use that as a way to just kind of have natural conversations and natural time together. That's right. And I mean, even if it's not something where you and your partner are ever together, I mean, maybe you're working different shifts and you're kind of like ships in the night and it's not something where it's a reality that you can work out together. Well, you can still work out alone and maybe you challenge each other. Maybe you're both doing it at different times, but it just opens up the conversation to talk about the workouts. Like me and Megan love to do, we'll get back from our workouts, we'll get back from a run, and we'll report back to each other. And if we're not together for whatever reason, it'd be by text or whatever else. And we just talk about what, what, what our time was maybe on each mile when we were running or how far we went or just talking about the weather and how hot and humid it is here in North Carolina or just the challenges we might have had or just talking about new workout stuff we'd like to have or new gear we saw or a new workout routine we saw. Just opening yourself up to, to new things and just you know working out, bonding over something as easy as like going for a run has really helped in our relationship just continue the conversation and to have new things to discuss. Yep. And, you know, even before we ever got into running, I mean, years ago when we were just basically new to North Carolina, we didn't run at all, but we would still just go walk at a park, like just seriously drive to the park and just go walk. And even that, although it wasn't like a crazy exercise, it was still time for us to connect and be outside of our house and just relax together and communicate. So it doesn't have to be like, if you don't run, then you can't do this. It can be even just walking is good too. Yeah. And obviously we've been honing in on the fact that you keep telling the same stories over and over and over again. But honestly, we'd recommend just keep telling the dang stories. We I mean, love it. we love it. It's, it doesn't actually matter that you've heard the stories over a thousand times. I mean, we still like to hear them because it's our own inside joke almost. It just reminds us that no one else quite knows me like Mag does. That closeness that we have that's been built up through the years of sharing these stories, sharing these memories, and making our new memories can help us through the tough times, and it has. Oh, definitely. I mean, we use these stories as just a way to come back to the basics, as a way to come back to who we once were and where we are today, and just reconciling all of that. We love to give each other crap when you know it's been like a whole five minutes before since the last time somebody shared the same story it's just kind of fun 
Yeah, the best part too is like when you've been together as long as me and Meg have at this point, you come up with your own stories about each other as a couple that you start to tell over and over and over again. And then you get to share those with other people who have probably heard the story a thousand times. But it's nice to just make the own memories, making your memories together and being able to share those stories. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like we said, we make it a joke. We laugh about it. It's something that brings fun into our relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's just our own little intimate thing that we have. Sigh, so cute. (laughs) And then the other thing that we wanted to talk about is just trying to think of new things to share. So we've actually, a few times since our initial discussion a couple weeks ago, tried to think if there's any untold stories left. So we've almost made it into this game that we've been playing. And we'll try to just come up with new memories, like repressed memories from our childhood or just anything we can think of. Like, hey, have I ever told you this? And sometimes the answer is yes, but a few times, a few times in this game, we've actually come up with something that we hadn't told the other person before. That's so true. But and it's funny because it is. It's almost like a challenge. We're just like, okay, well, do you know this? And then it's like you're looking for these obscure details or like these obscure stories from your life just to share something new. And it's it's funny because it, it seems like there must be a reason that these stories naturally come up, like a lot of the stories that we're repeating. But like I would say too, I mean, if you're doing a lot of these things we're recommending, like if you're experiencing new things, that might stimulate an old memory that would just open up more conversation that you might not have had otherwise. Like I know when we've gone to a new place, like something might stimulate in our minds like, oh, well, actually I remember when my family went on a trip to here and we did this. And it's like, oh, I'd never heard that before. And it's like, it just naturally opens it up the more new things you can do. That just, I don't know why, but right when you were saying that, it popped into my mind, like, if we ever talk about traveling, then one of my parents will, like, pipe in with a story about when we went to Cancun or when we did this. You mean the, you mean the story about the pirate ship? Oh, yeah. The story about the pirate ship, for sure. <laughs> you can DM us if you want a little bit more on that, but there's definitely a story about a pirate ship, but... <laughs> Uh, The fact is, I mean, the more you try new things and immerse yourself in different experiences, either separately or together, the more you will open up to just the new conversations and and new ideas. Yep. By doing these things, you're going to re-spark the intimacy in your relationship and find yourself growing closer together every single day. All of a sudden, you're not going to have nothing to talk about. You're going to have really fun and new things that you can talk about for years to come. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And so we encourage you to try some of these tips and hit us up throughout this week and let us know what stories you love to share with each other and uh, what is maybe the stories you've heard a thousand times about your partner. Oh, gosh, I can't wait to hear these ones, guys. (laughs) Me either. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.